Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to the first and only wrestling podcast on FM 99 and 106.9 The Box. Eat, sleep, podcast, repeat. I am Sean Hood, and that is Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? My cat's uh, joining us tonight because she doesn't want to leave me alone. I, I feel like we can hear your cat <laughs> purring periodically, like in the in the mic. So that's, oh. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Um, in any event, uh, D- Dave's cat is not a host. The Dave's no. cat's opinions are the opinions of Dave's cat and Dave's cat alone. They do not reflect the opinions of Eat Sleep Podcast repeat. Um, in any event, don't get her started on global warming. We no. uh, <laughs> we are going to dive into a lot of the re- – I really say a lot of stuff, but it's one big thing. It's Survivor Series tonight. We're going to tackle that. But before we do that, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, no matter where you are, if you're uh, watching with us live, fantastic. If you're watching to us later, or watch, or, I'm sorry, listening to us later, fantastic as well. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. But first of all, let's get the business out of the way. Like all the ways you can find the show, fm99.com and 1069thefox.com are the easiest ways to do that. Right under the media tab, it says ESPR, links you right to it. Bing, bang, boom, you're done. And that's easy. Uh, you can also find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling everywhere. If you listen to a podcast on it, you can find us. So go ahead and find us on there and listen. Uh, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and review. And when you do, we thank you very much for that because it uh, benefits us greatly, puts us in front of more eyes. We pop up on people's uh, returns and suggested shows and whatnot. So please, if you haven't already done that, done that, please go ahead and do it. Five stars and a, re- and a review. It has to have a review or else it doesn't count. But we appreciate regardless. And uh, finally, if you want to interact with us, the easiest way to do that is, you know, well, you can email us, ESPR at FM99.com, as Dave put up first. Or you can uh, follow us on our social media, Facebook.com slash ESPR99, and on Twitter at ESPR99. And make sure when you do that, you turn on notifications, because when we go live like this, you will be able to be a part of the show. You can comment, you can tweet at us, you can whatever it is you do, and we will be able to interact with you right here live if you're here, please feel free to say hi. With all that out of the way, it is time to jump right into Survivor Series, which actually turned out to be a better show than I'm really I was expecting it to be. Yeah, uh, this was, uh, I, you know what it is? I think it's because we thought it was going to be bad that it ended up being good. This is what happens to us every time, though. We think it's something's going to be, well, you know, it's funny. I didn't think it was going to be bad. I just wasn't invested in anything. And I still wasn't going into it. I, I still So, like, while I enjoyed the action, uh, as far as the people's performances, I still came out of it going, "Well, none of that mattered." Well, it, well, well that that is that is some of it, and um, you know, you... hi mom, <laughs> hi Brian, the emoji. Hey Brian, how you doing? I I, I think I think part of it was just um, I, I I enjoyed the matches, and it was I almost kind of felt good without the storylines because back in the old days of Survivor Series, and I go back to the early ones, you know, you had the teams of five or four, and those guys who had feuds. You, you know, and, and there was no brand split, and, right. and and everybody had a program. Yeah. Well, the problem is nobody has that now. No, because so I, there's, I, there's really nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the brand split, I guess what you can do because we can have four guys on the raw side fight four guys on the raw side to have fought each other fifty times. I mean, I mean why right? not? We do that the rest of the week or the rest of the year. So I mean, you know, sure, why not? Um, for me wow. though, I I feel like there's a way to make that, uh, but. I feel like you can make it work in a lot of different ways. You just have to be willing to put in the work to make it work. If that's, that sounds like I'm kind of dragging that out there a little bit. Well, but we, we would have got stuck with retribution versus uh, the hurt business. I, it's okay. I would have watched that. At least that had a story. And you know what? To be perfectly honest, everybody involved in that is very talented. Um, yeah. So I, I don't doubt that if they were given time, they could put on an entertaining match. I remember when um, it was going to be 
what was it? It was uh, Team Hell No and Ryback versus the Shield. It wasn't. It wasn't Survivor Series, but just yeah. everybody was kind of looking at it, going eh, Ryback, eh, and the Shield was kind of unproven as far as in the ring for the major audience and whatnot. And they went out there, and those guys had a barn burner of a match because they were allowed to tell the story and work for like twenty something minutes or whatever. And it actually ended up being an amazing show. It's probably TLC or Extreme Rules or something like that where it happened. Yeah. But uh, regardless. And Ryback of all people, you know, I mean, the modern day ultimate warrior, he, he you know, he uh, he ended up uh, having a really good night then. So, I mean, it's possible these guys can do that. I mean, I point to some of those guys had action uh, that night anyway. Um, and I, we'll, we'll get into some of those matches and talk about them. But I mean, overall, the action from the night was enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed it. And, and probably the weakest match, and I didn't think it was like a bad match, was the. Uh... Well, do you want to wait till we get to it? Or, okay, the pre-show battle royal. I was like, I'm like, don't jump the gun, Dave. I'm not um, joking, but uh... I am going to say real quick, I agree with Sean DeGroff in our comments, who was saying that he's disappointed that NXT wasn't involved in any of the matches. Uh, I was too. We talked about this last week. Um, most likely, it was due to COVID because they had the outbreak on the NXT roster with some of the people there, and they unfortunately think that that was part of the problem with uh, some of the guys on the main roster getting sick yeah. or getting testing positive. Uh, allegedly, because WWE's not going to tell anybody. Um, <laughs> in any event, it just kind of, it, it's a bummer, but they they very easily could have explained away why NXT wasn't, wasn't involved. Um, and they very easily could have, they could have gone with the real reason. They could have yeah. said, due to the pandemic, the NXT roster has not been working with the, with the Raw and SmackDown roster, so we're keeping them separate for everybody's safety. And you know what? At least I would have gone, all right, thank you for addressing it. You know what it, I mean? Because it makes it makes no sense that it makes no sense that they dominated last year, yeah. and this year they're not even mentioned. Well, well maybe, maybe some other place they can they can bring it up. But yeah, I think they don't mention the p word on television. You know that 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 is never going to be uttered um, by you know Michael Cole saying, "I say, well, due to the pandemic, we're not going to have NXT and Survivor Series." You know. Yeah, but see, I, they should be able to say that. Where did the? I've lost the picture. Are you? Uh oh. Well, I'm still here. I can still hear you, Sean. Well, that's good. Can you still see me by chance? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yes, we can see you. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happened on my end. I have lost the uh, the video portion of this. Actually, Michael, by the way, says, I'm glad they did. NXT was a book dumb last time. Hated each other one night and best friends the next. Um, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with that yeah. simply because I think that you can – when it was see this is the one time that it meant something for them when it was uh they wanted to NXT wanted to prove themselves against the other two rosters to prove that they weren't just a, a, a developmental brand they were somebody to be taken seriously they were they needed to make a name for themselves and so they banded together for that doesn't mean they have to love each other the next day, but they banded together for that purpose. And I mean, yeah, I've, you I've have the same team that night, basically. Yeah, exactly. So like I could get behind that. Okay. Pictures back. Thank God. Um, I was worried. I wouldn't be able to see your cat, uh, <laughs> but so I, I could get behind that, but I also understand the the disappointment of, of having people who are in heated feuds be working together just fine one night. I understand that. But I also think that in certain, the right situations, you can set that aside to uh, work together for a common goal, at least at one point. You know, it's like not everybody in the military likes each likes each other, but they work together. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, in any event, um, moving beyond NXT, it just it, it was a bummer they weren't there, but and they weren't featured. They weren't even featured in the pre-show battle royal, which good for them because 
no point to that. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, they did mention at least last year's matchup. I think it was in the women's match where they talked about Shayna Baszler, you know, be, be, you know beating Becky Lynch and Bailey last year. Uh, but the, yeah, they, they pre-show Battle yeah. Royal. Uh, so, you, so you, you had a, why does it say mix? We're going to change that. Name. But men, no, it's fine. I just leave it as mix. It's, it's, <laughs> fine. it's fine. Morrison, Kalisto, uh, Ray Dominic, Mysterio, and a bunch of other guys. Um, you know, it, it was weird because I, I thought there'd be different guys in this. I know we picked like Lars Sullivan, who obviously wasn't even in the match. Picked so Lars Sullivan and Dabakato, who neither of them were even <laughs> featured in this. Oh, oh, for one, the start tonight. Uh, it was fine. But it's okay. We, we know the pre-show doesn't count, so it's okay. Because no. WWE themselves said that. No, but I, I'm happy for Miz to get the win because the guy with the money in the bank should be taken seriously and should win matches that, for that sake. If you got the money in the bank, you should be – Winning most of your matches. I don't do it every match. But Miz but, isn't taken seriously regardless, and this match does nothing to make you be taken seriously because it wasn't any good and it didn't matter. So, like, this meant nothing. Really, Miz shouldn't have been in it. They, they should have just put other people I, in there. I, I was surprised. But when Morrison went out first, I thought, oh, Miz is, you know, maybe that was the setup because Morrison's, like, gone in, like, 30 seconds. I'm like, oh, he's just going to, you know, get tossed out or Morrison's going to help him out. But, uh, yeah, he wins. And, you know, I mean, I, Mor- it, Morrison could have been in there. For me, it would have. Yeah, I agree. For me, it would have been a better a better story if you're if Morrison's in there alone because you'd be like, well, the Miz has his. He's got the money in the bank. Miz is riding high right now. Morrison, he's kind of riding Miz's coattails. He needs to make his own traction here, and that could have been his story in that match. No, yeah. no, that's not what we went with. We went with Morrison gone in thirty <laughs> seconds. Uh, and I personally think Dominic winning would have been really cool. Um, that, that, he, that would have been cool. Maybe maybe too predictable at the end. You know, I, I did like the little rollout part because it mm-hmm. was really close. I, I give him credit for that. That was booked nicely. Yeah, but the second it happened like that, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, See, yeah, that was that. Now that was my problem. You talk about too predictable. The Miz coming back and eliminating him was too predictable. Like that was obviously going to happen from way beforehand. So it was like, well, all right, sure. But I mean, it, you know, it was what it was. Everybody worked hard. It's just I don't know. I had no interest in it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of effort, I thought the effort was great tonight. We start the show with the the uh, the team Raw versus team SmackDown. It's, you know, um, cleaning house basically. Kind of surprised. That was me. interesting to say the least. Uh, we we did figure that Team Raw would somehow find a way to be on the same page, uh, and they did. Um, yeah. The whole thing starting off with Seth Rollins just saying for the greater good and taking a knee and then getting booted in the face. Is this how we're going to write him off TV? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, unless they do something like on, on Friday where like yeah. the other four members of the team or maybe maybe this is like, you know, uh, Jay Uso sending a message and saying, you know what, I will not be embarrassed or whatever else. After. That could work. That could work. Yeah, they could do something uh, along you, those you, lines. You, you know, put it on Jay because he's like, I know he used to be Roman's friend, but you know what, you're not his friend and you're not my or whatever. I don't know. That, that's the only thing you think. But it was odd. It was very odd for that to happen that way. It was. Um, but I'll get, but the one thing I'll say is that it was, it was, um, it was intriguing because I immediately went, why? And so then I I want more information about that. I I want to know what happened there. Um, I was also pleased because Seamus is on my fantasy team. So fan, I got points for him eliminating Seth Rollins. I also have Riddle on my fantasy team. So he got me some points too. And then I got points for the winning the match. So, you know, it worked out pretty well for me, but, uh, yeah, it worked out all right. Um, the cat never leaves, Sean. Uh, <laughs> the cat is always there somewhere in Dave's uh, in Dave's gravity like hole. Um, it, it was an entertaining match. I was just yeah. surprised they went with a dominant Raw side. I will say, could Jay Uso have looked like more of a badass towards the end 
fighting like all five guys at one time. Uh, and yeah. really, and really, and I'm gonna give him credit because I think while the super kick was overdone, it was it was a go-to move to drop him quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it made yeah. sense logically because he hit it quick on everybody. And his uh, his attack made sense in the sen- in the way that him taking down all five guys and at least for a couple of for a, a moment keeping them at bay was working and i was actually impressed watching that i was like this is wow if he scored a, a pinfall or two before this ended i wouldn't be shocked now that, that's what i so yeah that's what i thought they were going to go with yeah you know, you that. i thought maybe he's going to eliminate you know i don't know riddle or uh you know maybe even styles or sheamus uh, or he, he wasn't going to beat lee or, or uh our brother in, in the long run i'm glad he didn't simply because uh it would have made whoever he eliminated look bad because they had four guys left to break up the pin, and none of them did. And yeah. That was that was one thing that irked me throughout this match. If you watched, every time they went to pin a SmackDown guy, the SmackDown guys just stood in the corner and went, whoa, whoa, whoa. But every time they went to pin a Raw guy, other Raw guys would jump in and break up the pin. I don't, they I were, do not understand that. They were all over that match. I mean, you know, the interference. I thought Otis, for the two minutes, looked really good. I thought so, too. Uh, you, know, you know, I was happy. You know, I mean, and then, uh, you know, Braun did his elimination, but with Riddle doing the stuff. And uh, I thought I mean, there was a lot of outside interference. Everybody got a chance to shine and and look decent in the match. So I like I, I wasn't mad about any of that. And I was I was a little disappointed by the lopsided nature of the match until we got to Uso as the last guy. And yeah. I got the story they were going far going for. So it worked out really well in that regard for me. Uh, Michael says that the lack of stars in SmackDown is very apparent with the amount of Raw stars that could have replaced Uso and or Corbin if they were there. Well, yes and no. I mean, Uso is kind of in the same trajectory as Riddle at the moment on his way up the card. Corbin is one of those guys that they're just never going to give up on. They they, no. they keep pushing him forever. He he will always have a spot as far in some featured thing on the show, which I don't understand. I don't think he's bad. I really don't. But I do not think he's found a character that clicks with him. And he has not had a chance since he wrestled Kalisto at like TLC or something like that way back when to have a really standout match. I, I think that's, that's my favorite Corbin match. Although he had a decent match. Um, was it not Seth? Was it Seth Rollins or somebody? That, uh, well, the Extreme Rules one, I thought, because he took a lot of heat when, uh, when the, uh, the mix match with. Um, Becky oh and, yeah, yeah, uh, Becky and, and, yep, yep. and Lacey Evans. Yeah, I mean, yep. I that, that was, was yeah, that was that was pretty good. But, but it's few and far in between. I mean, I've good yeah. matches. And stuff. Well, and I feel like he's not put in situations to have them most of the time. Most of his matches end up being kind of kind of uh, short, and he ends up being in there with opponents that most of the time I just don't see him gelling with. Uh, and if he does, they always end up being screwy in some way, shape, or form. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Corbin could be useful in a certain role, but they just haven't found it. Uh, he's he a heat magnet, though. You got to Oh, that. he's a heat magnet, without a doubt. It's, but those piped-in boos are never louder. <laughs> All right, so we move on from that match to the uh, the uh, first uh, match involving champions of Survivor Series, the New Day, the Raw Tag Team Champions, taking on these three profits, uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. What a match! Um, oh, fantastic! Fantastic! Yeah, and and we knew we knew it was going to be a good match. Yeah, yeah. Even but. Yeah. but I thought that um, you know, that's <laughs> where we both said you next. Like we had the, uh, you know, it was almost like the lockups and the, you know, the, the kind of like the testing out, and then not like the new day worked heel, but you know sometimes when you get like two baby face teams, you always have that one team that kind of works a little bit more on the other side after they right. went to that side. But I, you kind of set that a little bit. I kind of say, okay, well, definitely the profits should be winning this match. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, it it ended up being a really good match. Uh, they started out kind of. Not not goofy, but just like it was a little 
it was entertainment at the very beginning as far as just for for entertainment. But then as the match went on, man, they settled into a hot tag match. And I think this is the, what's funny is they talked about at one point, one of the commentators said something about like, Oh, well, the uh, the Street Profits have been on a tear ever since they made it on to Monday Night Raw or Smash, whatever, you know, every time they came up from NXT or whatever it was. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, doing what? When did they have great matches before this? I distinctly remember months of them doing nothing with uh, um, the Viking Raiders. Absolutely nothing. And before that, they weren't having big matches either. And their tag title win was kind of, okay, it happened. And then nothing has really happened with that. So, like, this was really, for me, this was the Street Profits coming out party on the main roster. Um, I'm going to, Brian's 100% right here. The Gears of War suits for New Day were awesome. I yeah, downloaded yeah. I downloaded those on, on my copy of Gears of War at home. I, ha- I have them, and they're fantastic. We, we did mention, because uh, Big E came out with the New Day. Now, he didn't stick around for the match at all, but he was there at, yeah. at the beginning. So, But. Hey, what, what do you think match. about this? Um, so, you know when they hit the big ending or the or, uh, what where they call it with uh, with Xavier Woods and uh, oh Kofi. I don't remember what the name of it is uh, but, but, but I know what you're know, talking about yeah one of the three profits kicked out and then you know uh, Michael Cole tried to sell well you know that move is better when Big E does the move right I mean I think that the storytelling was effective with that you know this is making a big difference like okay they're not as strong maybe with Big E or just you know they don't have Big E this is a different factor of, of you know different way that new you know New Day has to figure out how to beat people without that so. Right, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm trying to find the name of that thing right now. I think it's called Midnight Hour. Midnight Hour, that's what it is, yeah. Midnight Hour. Yeah, uh, I think you could make it, uh, I, I think that's just, I wonder if that was worked in there on purpose or if it was just a passing comment that they made that wasn't really supposed to mean anything. We're going to have to pay attention to them in the next few weeks and see how that see how that plays out. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a great match. Uh, Street Profits going over looked great. And we all know that uh, the New Day can bounce back from that loss easily. Yeah, yeah. The right team won the match. Right. Absolutely. All right, the next match, this involved the uh, the singles titles, secondary titles. Uh, Bobby Lashley, your United States champion Raw versus Sami Zayn at SmackDown. I don't think you liked this match, judging by your look. No, it was, it was okay. It was. It, I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't think it was amazing. Uh, I have a problem when you do heel versus heel matches. It's, it's always like, well, who am I rooting for? You know what I mean? Like, why... Do I care if either of you win at this point? I mean, Bobby Lashley's on the verge of cheating most of the time. Sami Zayn is cheating most of the time, and he's running away. Um, I will say Sami was very entertaining in his role. I think that it went a little longer than necessary, but uh, I I enjoyed the ending where he's trying to backpedal away and trips over MVP's (laughs) foot. MVP legitimately did not move, and he MVP tripped him. And yeah. so then, when the ref turns when the ref turns around, then MVP grabs him and throws him back in the ring. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, all right, that's good." Um, there, I I like the hurt business. I think they're I think they're a solid act. Uh, I think MVP is a great manager for them. Yeah, and I think there's money in them, whether it be as a continued heel stable or down the line if you turn them face. I think there's money in that group. Uh, this to me told me more of a story. It was more of a story than a match. Uh, yeah, told me yeah, I agree with that. When, like Sammy was going to leave or whatever else. And then you got like Sheldon Benjamin standing there. It's like, what are you going to grab a chair or whatever else? This is the determination, yeah. you know, that yeah. they all that they all had. And uh, you know, and then with Cedric, and then you know, with MVP, I I, I like that part. I mean, I, I knew it was going to be much of a wrestling match because you know, Sammy had the whole oh, I don't really want to wrestle kind of thing. Mm. And then the other part was, um, you know, I think Cole 
somebody said like, well, he needs his friends to come out, whatever else. Well, he pretty much has burned all his bridges. He doesn't have any friends. You know, well, and somebody else said that. They said if Sammy had friends, they'd be out <laughs> here with him, but he doesn't have any. Uh, Brian says Sammy Zayn is no Eddie Guerrero. I mean, while that's true, I don't think he's trying to be Eddie Guerrero. I think he's yeah. trying to be Sammy Zayn because Eddie Guerrero, I mean, was very different lie, cheat, steal. I mean, heels have lied, have lied, cheat, and steal are stolen throughout history. Uh, they just do it in their own <laughs> way. So, and Sammy's very bumbling in yeah. his sort of stuff, but he's also very crafty in a lot of things. Like, remember when we saw him in the ladder match? That was that was pretty crafty. He had himself oh, uh, handcuffed right. yeah, to the handcuff, uh, AJ Styles, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Fine for what it was. I, we went on a couple of minutes long for my taste. Right. But it was. But it was. But it was okay. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. Yeah. Another uh, uh, titles uh, match, if you will, uh, the Oscar Raw Women's Champion versus Sasha Banks. Your SmackDown awesome. Women's Champion. Awesome match. Man, this this is so good. Um, you know, and, and no no Bailey stupidity that we've no. gotten in the last few months. I should say stupidity, but but none of that interference. No, the the one thing I liked, the one thing that made this match really work for me was that unlike most of the other matches, this match had its own kind of built-in uh, story because yeah. they've had so much interaction over the last couple of months that they have a backstory to pull on for this match because it was recent enough that it matters. Um, so this was. It was just man, it was just so well done, and and they had it believable all the way to the end. Like I thought Sasha was gonna win, but they had it all the they had me all the way to the end, uh, thinking maybe Oscar's gonna pull this out, and and you know, but uh, Sasha gets the win. She looks really good, and I like the story they told though about like it might not have been as like decisive as Sasha yeah. wanted it to be because that roll up, um, and it might not have been as decisive as Sasha wanted it to be, but she beat Oscar, and so I like that that little note right there that it wasn't she didn't wipe the floor with Asuka she managed to yeah. she managed to, to get away with a win basically yeah well the roll up is the most dangerous move in all of WWE just well dude in wrestling just ask Ring of Honor <laughs> and um <laughs> I, I will say this I, watching this match it made me realize uh, one thing about both of these wrestlers uh, that they both none of them really have I mean they have submission moves but they don't have a powerful move to, to pin you no uh, i i like that sasha seemed to be leaning into that with the uh backstabber yeah she, seemed, I, she seems to be yeah trying to use that because by the way seemed like that would be one but when she's not transitioning that into the bank slot she does it very well yeah because whenever she transitions it into the bank the bank slot the bank lock bank or whatever statement. she called bank statement she always it's more of a roll back thing than it is a backstabber you know what i mean and so it loses most of its impact it just doesn't look good um, but man, when she's doing it minus the bank statement, it looks good. She nails that thing. Yeah, because so that was for my money. Start start doing that. Yeah, because that was the one thing watching this. Because even like Oscar doesn't have other than submissions. Of like, well, nobody's gonna tap. I mean, Oscar's not gonna tap. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, um, Sasha isn't gonna tap because it's just it's not a title match where she's gonna lose her first defense. Uh, but uh, so I, I thought you know the raw was fine. You know, I, I kind of expected that because once they started trading some like two counts and stuff, I'm like, okay, well. Somebody's going to want the roll up here because that, that's where they're going. They're they're going home here with this finish. There was there was something that, that commentary said that bothered me a little bit in the, at the end of this match. It was something about like um, uh, I think one of the guys asked like, "What does this mean for Oscar or something like that? Why, how, what does this loss mean to Oscar?" And I think it, they just gave a very ho hum answer of like, "Oh, well, she just needs to go back to the drawing board and you know keep working and this." And I'm like, "Why? She's not wrestling her again next month." 
And the other thing that bothered me about that was like, no, there's a built-in story here. Asuka has been a buzzsaw through the roster forever at this point. Like, what should be said here? The statement that person should have made when they said, what does this mean as far as Asuka uh, is concerned? It should have said, the answer should have been, she's had Sasha Banks' number until tonight. Yeah. Sasha Banks went toe-to-toe with her. Sasha Banks walks out with the victory. Is Asuka slipping? Is the rest of the Raw roster, all the women on the Raw roster, are they going to see this and now start smelling blood in the water? Is Asuka no longer un, you know, unbeatable? Is she somebody that you do not need to fear like you used to? And you can use that to sell some new challenger who sees a weakness, a, chink, a, 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 a kink in her armor um, to, to sell like she's going to they, – they think they can take her now to make her seem – because otherwise, every time Asuka faces somebody, I expect Asuka to win. You know, with the with the rare exception of like a, a Charlotte Flair or a, occasionally a Nia Jax, just because for some reason we keep doing that. Yeah, yeah. So. But but you know they did the um yeah yeah because that was like for years. I mean, other than the countout win, you yeah. had um you know Sasha never ba- beat her. You know, and yeah. that was the same thing with uh, with Bailey. Yeah. Of course, uh, we're gonna probably get Carmella versus Sasha next. Cause Carmella yeah, most versus- likely. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm glad we did not see any interference. Still, Carmella. Um, I, I like that we were light on that uh, in Survivor yeah. Series. Like, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so the next match, um, depending how you feel, might be the letdown of the night. This is the women's match at Team Raw. Versus Team I'm going to call this the letdown of the night for a couple of reasons. Um, one, uh, I didn't like how they portrayed some of the women on the SmackDown roster. Uh, I, I thought that the, they just didn't look great. Um, and two... Oh uh, man, Lana goes in there, and I'm going to say it. Lana still has miles to go before she's a good uh, wrestler. You know, things still look a little awkward with her, but it is very clear that she has put in work. She has not just shown up to get a paycheck and that's it. Yeah. She puts in work. She's she trying. goes in there. She she absolutely has improved. I mean, if you look at her now versus her wrestling when she started actually getting in the ring, like it is miles apart at this point. I'm again, I'm not saying she's great. By no stretch of the imagination. She's still learning, but she has put in a lot of work, and I respect her for that. She gets in there. She has a moment where she looks reasonably good against uh, Natalia, right? And yeah. you're like, okay, well, that makes a certain amount of sense. Natalia's been training her. Uh, that Okay, I'm, I'm with that, right? But either way, then they're like, oh, get out, stand on the apron, brother. You stand on the stairs. And I had an issue with that because, it's like, okay, they should have made her do that. I'm fine with that, right? But then she should have been the remaining member of the team who had to score an unlikely pin to win the whole thing. Not stand there and win by a default count out because Bianca Belair and and uh, Naya yeah. was, couldn't get back in the ring in time. I, I, I thought, you know, I I agree with you on, on some of that because I thought, like, you know, at the end, you know, somebody should have been hurt. Like, maybe um, – you know, when Shayna, like maybe I thought maybe Nike got counted out. Maybe Shayna gets DQ for whatever. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, you know, uh, but I, maybe they're protecting Bianca, but they could have left somebody else in that team. And then, you know, well, they could have left Natalia or somebody yeah. for her to beat, you know, which would have, you know, been fine. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I wanted her to pin Bianca. And, and with the one, the one bright side of this is that Bianca looked good. You know, I'm, I'm mixed on that because she did get out of Shayna's hold. But then, like, but here a couple of things. Like, Lacey Evans did the uh, the move off the top rope with her. Did the flip? Yeah. yeah. That, pin, that pin was broken up. Yeah. By, by Liv and Rudy, so so it's almost like like Lacey, you know, almost beat uh, Bianca, and, and then you know. Bianca but see, but here's the move. thing. 
But here's the thing, Dave. Nine times out of ten, you'd be screaming if somebody kicked out of a move like that. I would so, be. She never should have been in that spot. Well, but the point is that the move got landed. We don't know if she would have kicked out or not because it's not like it's not like we knew for a fact she was done. This SmackDown team was just smarter than the previous SmackDown team and said, oh, our teammate is getting pinned. We should break it up. Um, I, I, I thought Bianca looked pretty good coming out of this. Uh, as far as um, I see people talking about it, Peyton Royce pinning Bailey completely unexpected. Yeah. Uh, did not see that coming whatsoever, particularly not the way it happened. Um, kind of really out of nowhere. I, I'm not sure what that if that says something good about Peyton or if that says something bad about Bailey or if it's just the way it happened. But well, I, I, I wonder in, ba- in Bailey's circumstance, you know, if she was just there because they're out of ladies because of uh, Chelsea Green's injury, and maybe Bailey was never going to be in the match. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was just kind of kind of a throw in. Uh, how about the uh, Denia spot though? You going over the because uh, you can do that with fans, but uh, are they going over the, uh, the 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 uh, the ring on the outside, the uh, the railing? They've done that with fans. Oh. That's not new. That's that's happened. Come on, go back in history. People have fallen under the crowd with fans before. Um, I I think that for a time being they won't allow it to happen because you know we're still going to be cautious when we let people back in. Yeah. So you got to be a certain a certain amount of safe and whatnot. But people have fallen over the barricades before and gone through barricades, and I mean it's it's happened. Um, I just think that. I, I appreciated it, though. I did enjoy it. Um, but that being said, I didn't like the ending. Because what they could have done is, I mean, while Bianca looked great in this, that, and the other thing, I mean, even if you wanted Bianca to be the one who got pinned, Bianca barely beats the 10 count back in the ring. You know what I mean? She gets in, and she's groggy from what she, you know, that whole mess she just went through. She gets back in. Uh, Lana comes in, rolls her up, one, two, three. Lana gets the win. And she, at least she pins somebody to win the match. She doesn't win. She's like the default loser who won. That's not endearing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with this. And, then, and, and now we're going to talk about Raw a lot. But, you know, they try to move that ahead with the feud now, which is going to team with Oscar. They're going to fight, um, you know, uh, Nia. And, but to, uh, see, for me, it still does. It, I don't know. I, I get that they're moving forward to that. But what they did with her on Survivor Series did nothing for me. It didn't move no. the needle at all to make me care about her anymore. No, because it was, a, it was a fluke win. I mean, this is more of a thing you expect with, like, Sami Zayn's character, not somebody who's supposed to be a face. Yes, yes. Sami Zayn's character could win like that, and it would make perfect sense. Absolutely. one. You're dead right about that. Um, Michael, I didn't understand Nia getting pissed when they won, though. I mean... From the one aspect, you're right. I mean, she should have been happy they won in general. On the other aspect, she's she's pissed that she got eliminated last, and Lana is the only one who wins. Yeah, yeah the, the one person you don't like is, is yeah. the person that like The one person that you specifically said she's not to be tagged in. Yeah. So they didn't, and she ends up winning the match. Funny how that works out. <laughs> but um, I would actually I, – I, I don't know. I – I, this match wasn't bad. I, I, it I think wasn't, I, but it was so weird. On the ending. Yeah, it was weird because of the whole, you know, Lana's going to stand out there. Well, crapping on the ending because the ending took 10 minutes, Dave. <laughs> the ending dragged out forever. And, and I didn't like how they were just putting, the, they were going through the SmackDown roster. I'm like, well, these women, like some of them, I, I want to like Ruby Riot. I want to like Liv Morgan. I want to like, they, they need to matter more. And we're just going to keep doing this thing where we throw them at Nia and Shayna, and they just get stomped every time. Well, yeah, well, they, 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 they look so small against them. I mean, we talked about I this. I, but I, but I don't care. Somebody, I know. don't care. I watched Rey Mysterio wrestle the big show for years. I don't give up if they're smaller. 
It doesn't matter to me. They've got a chick named Casey Catanzaro they're training right now in NXT who's like four foot nothing. But I'm supposed to believe she can wrestle with the other women there. It doesn't matter to me if they're smaller. They're this all no supposed offense. to be talented wrestlers. Well, no offense to, to Ruby or, or, or Liv, but I think the skill level of like of Ray or even, even in case he's not there yet, but I think... Yeah, there's different move sets. I mean, Ruby is just. I mean, yeah, different move set, but that doesn't matter. Like you've watched smaller guys fight bigger guys forever. That's been a story that's been told forever. And I mean, there's no reason we can't do that with women. It just seems like we don't know how most of the time. Uh, it's 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 like for some reason, Vince McMahon sees the women and goes, "Well, they can't beat a bigger woman." <laughs> but we're gonna have Ronda Rousey embarrass Triple H in front of eighty thousand people. That, you know, okay, that's fine. Uh, it just doesn't, it, there's no logical storytelling there. And again, we're talking about a different thing, but I don't know. I, I, I thought Liv looked good. I thought Liv looked brave. I'm not going to say she looked great. I don't think she did anything that amazed me all that much. And I'm not blaming her for that. I think she looked really brave on that team, trying to stand up to Naya and them. Um, but I mean, Ruby, Ruby is immensely talented. She's been around forever. She's been wrestling for a good long while, and she's immensely talented. They just won't portray her that way. No, and maybe that's part of it. Where I'm just used to them like losing. Like when she won that triple threat the other day, it's like holy crap, she won a match. Like I, I couldn't believe it because how often do you see Ruby and you know Liv won a little bit earlier this year, but you don't see them win a lot of matches. We we talk yeah. about the men. We were talking about the men's side earlier, and the, you know the comment was made like, oh, the SmackDown side was clearly lacking stars. The, the women's division here is clearly lacking stars. Ruby Riot loses all the time. Liv Morgan loses all the time. Natalia loses most of the time. Uh, Peyton Royce has done almost nothing for the last six months. Lacey Evans is so up and down, it's ridiculous. Lana does nothing and loses most of the time. I mean, like, they, none of these women really matter from a storytelling perspective. And it, no. it, to me, it's like, this is your chance to make some of them mean more. And we didn't. We stuck with the same old people. And it just bothers me at this point. Because I'm like, I want the I want the women in these matches to mean more from a storytelling perspective. Well, I wonder, like Bailey, like if she's just going to take a little break. Because I mean, because there's nothing really for her to do. She's not going to chase the title right now. I could see that. You know, you know I mean, I mean who's, who's she going to feud with? I mean, unless she feuds with Bianca Belair or something, maybe, you know, they could have a good match. But they need to build that up. They can't just and smack down Friday. Okay, they're going to wrestle with no build. It's just, it's just not going to help anybody out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm with Sean DeGroff here. Ruby's a great performer. I wish she would get over. I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. Right there with you. I think when the Riot Squad first came out, Ian Aaron Raw, like I think it was like the one night was the six six woman match with Ronda and Charlotte and Becky, whatever. And this, you know, they never looked they never never been booked to look good. No, but the problem is, is like Vince McMahon for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, has had this recurring wet dream about uh, doing these invading type forces who attack people. And it's gone from NXT to the Shield to the Riot Squad to Retribution to, you know, we just keep naming, like giving all these different groups and most of them never get any real purpose. They're no. just there. The Riot Squad, probably second worst to Retribution in that regard um, because the Riot Squad was never given anything they were just like we're here to cause a riot the end the yeah they did. you know which is a shame because like they're and back when sarah logan was there they were real life friends yeah oh and the and i think the crowd could have latched on to the three of them but you needed yeah. to give them an actual purpose not just a um the spirit squad that's another one sean brought up that was at least i'll give them this at least the spirit squad as dumb as this is was brought in as like a a hit squad like for Vince McMahon, like he he wanted to have them, you know, use his own personal attack dogs. 
which, you know, that is what it is. No, I'm not going to take that aside. I, um, I, I like the Spirit Squad. I felt that was a wasted opportunity. I liked the performers. <laughs> I did not like the gimmick. Um, Brian, women need to be respected wrestlers again, not an afterthought. I think I think we're st- we're still ahead of where we were in the diva days. No, we're, st- far, we're still far. beyond that. We're so I, I do think that they are to a degree, but I feel like now the problem is like for a while the women got this polish that was like, oh, okay, we're featuring the women now. We're really excited about the women. That we're going to put a lot of effort into the women's division, and now they've fallen into the same slump that the men have fallen into. And it's like, okay, these three matter. The end. <laughs> it's like. I think that's the problem we've run into with with the women's division is like they they got a, a bit of attention for a while and then they fell into the same rut the men fall into and we're you know okay you're wrestlers now but we only care about three of you. Well, well, maybe maybe with uh, Bianca, maybe, maybe that's somebody you know. I don't think Lacey. I think got pushed too soon. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some talent there. She's still learning, but it was kind of like you know that was that was the wrong person. You know, she she was the wrong person to feud with Becky after Mania. Right. Um, but yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's 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 Bailey, it's it was the four horse woman, and it's Oscar. Sometimes when, when we book Oscar the right way, and we actually give her something, because sometimes it's like, oh, here's well, and, and let's be real, it's only really been Bailey for about the last year. She was kind yeah. of an afterthought in considering the other three for a while now. So that, yeah. that, that's true. And we have we haven't had uh, we haven't had uh, um, Charlotte for a while. You know, whenever she comes back, um, and, and Sean brings up a good point. We'd, we'd be great to have another all women's paper. They've talked about doing it. I know that the thought process is still out there, but there's nothing concrete about it yet. Yeah, I, I feel like wasn't this around the time it should have been happening? I, I, yeah, and, and maybe because you know they didn't want to involve the NXT woman because the same way we talked about with you know it's possible, yeah, it's possible. So that maybe it, are flying people in not an easy thing to do right now. But again, if the women on your roster mattered more, yeah, you'd have the performers to do this, but you don't treat them like they matter, and that's the plan. problem. Have a yeah. plan where you break up a tag team. So, so Royce uh, and uh, uh, I mean Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. I mean, look at look at the two of them. They they split yeah. up. Riot was gone and injured. She comes back, attacks Liv, and then like two weeks later, they're like, "Oh wait, we're friends again." Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Nothing. No, never, forget it. Forget it. It's all over. Because that Lana. Because there was the Lana Liv Morgan thing that went nowhere. Yeah. And they dropped it almost immediately. And it's like, ah. I'm I'm with Brian. The whole thing with the women has been very inconsistent, and it is frustrating because they have some very very talented performers. So I'm as frustrated for them as I've been for the guys for years now. So yeah. it's really disappointing to see sometimes. But again, Dave's right. The majority of this match was entertaining. I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like none of it was entertaining. There was some good work in there from all the women. Um, I particularly thought that Bianca stood out in this match. Looked really good. Uh, I could agree with Brian. Uh, was it Brian who said it? Michael. Uh, Liv Morgan looked good as well in certain spots. Uh, I still am not big on Naya. That's never going to change for me. <laughs> and, but overall, I thought the match was still entertaining. They're probably waiting for Becky Lynch and maybe Ronda Rousey. I don't know if Ronda even knows what she's doing. Uh, well, if they had if they had a crowd for me, that was the talk that it would be a one on one match. You know, two years too late, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I mean, I, I would hope Becky's in, in, is in you know, ring shape. Uh, just at that point, because because who knows what her plans are? You know, to be, is she going to be working out or whatever else with mother? I, I don't know. And anyway, my ring yeah. sheet is just not being in the ring a lot. You know, it's the ring rust and everything else. And you, you never know um, how how that's going to go after you know child a child enters the picture. That could change. I mean, that could change for Becky. It could change for Seth. In all honesty, their priorities could completely yeah. rearrange all that. Um, Sean says he doubts Ronda's coming back. I don't know. 
she's she's talked about it before. She definitely seems in, interested in coming back. Yeah. Um, she's released some videos where she's talked about missing it and wanting to come back. It, it, I think it's just a matter of right now. The problem is they could probably use the star power right now, but at the same time, I'm like, do you use her right now when you could wait until the crowds are back, get a big pop, you know, the, the, you know, really that's if for me, if Rhonda's going to come back the first show after crowds are back, that's when you bring Rhonda back because you want, you want surprises. Yeah, you, want, I, yeah. you want the whole nine yards. And, and, and I think, and you think of like who she hasn't wrestled yet. Uh, she hasn't wrestled, Oscar, you know, and then she could maybe fight Shayna, which I think at that point, you know, people will be more into Shayna. Um, you know, at least I think she's been great the last two months. And then, um, and the other one is, uh, you know, Bianca Belair when she gets to that level. Well, anyway, Sean, there's one match left on the card. Oh, is there? You mean the? Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, gotta prepare myself. And now, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the main event of the evening. Drew McIntyre, the WWE champion, takes on the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, the SmackDown Universal champion. And what a match. Holy crap. Um, a main event that was that felt like a main event. Yeah, no kidding. It uh, felt it, it felt it had a big fight feel. Yeah. It yeah. felt great. What a, what a difference from a year and a half ago when they fought at Mania when I, I you know... Could, Nobody cared? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a difference a year it's, makes. It, it tells you with the booking of both of these guys um, that they, they've done something good. I mean, obviously, you know, they got the rocket strapped uh, with the Drew McIntyre and Roman. So good as a heel. Oh, my God. They're, they're, they've both switched roles at this point, and yeah. they're, they're both far better served in them. <laughs> it is... <laughs> It, it is a it was a fantastic match. Um, I really enjoyed. It. I should point this out. We didn't talk about it earlier, but I loved the segment backstage between Roman and Jay Uso. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, after Jay's team lost. Yeah, after Jay's team, after Team SmackDown lost, and he is running him down. And he, you know, and I like. I mean, but the thing is, and I hate to say this about Roman because I don't want to make him seem like a, a D, but he, he's believable. Yes. With the way he's talking down to him and the way he's chastising him. And I like the fact that he, he most of the time, he loses it sometimes. Like when he came, when uh, Jay came out and challenged Drew to a match on SmackDown, he was heated, right? But the majority of the time, you're not getting angry, screaming Roman. You're getting quiet, serious Roman. And it works so well as bad guy, serious tribal chief Roman. Um, and then in the match, I mean, it was almost foreshadowed at that point. You knew that Jay would get back involved at some point. When he tells him, just get out of here. You know yeah. he's going to show back up. I mean, you're not going to tell him to leave. Whenever people say somebody's left the building, sure they have. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> All it's good to get in. Come on. <laughs> he comes back. And, I mean, the believable the believable distraction, the super kick, you know, and the whatnot, uh, setting Rome, uh, Roman up to, to finish Drew. But Drew, I think, looked like a million bucks in this match right there with yeah. Roman. It was brutal. These two were, were I mean, laying in shit. Their work looked good. It looked, worked. Austin refers to this sometimes. He goes, not stiff, snug. It looked yeah. snug, you know? <laughs> like, you were, they were, it didn't look like they were trying to hurt each other, but it looked snug. And, I, oh. man, so good. Well, we, on the preview show, we talked about that. This was going to be a physical match. And the stuff they did. And I love the stuff in the beginning, too, because it was kind of like, you know, and say what you will for headlocks and matches because you don't see them nowadays. But this set the tone for everything, you know, and, and, and this Great. kind of just like this is somebody trying to establish uh, control of the match. And then and then towards the end, 
with the the uh, the kick from uh, from Drew and the Roman to the referee. Well done, and because you're like, holy crap! Okay, now something's gonna happen, and I kind of waited to see if somebody's gonna show up for Drew's half, right? Because uh, at some point, I don't know where the shameless thing is going, but it's going there. Oh, without a doubt, it's going there eventually. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing all these backstage segments between Drew and Seamus for no reason. It's yeah. 100% going somewhere. Um, but it, it was such a good match. Yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman, by the way, um, this, it's just so great on the outside without even saying a word. Just just, just staring at her. Just, you know, with a look of like, oh, you know, or, or just hold the belt. I Paul, but Paul is so good at, he does so many things well on the outside even when he's not being you know he's not featured he's not on a microphone he's not he's just standing on the outside the look the look on his face when he's smug and convinced everything's going their way the look on his face when he's serious and quiet you know the look of concern on his face when things start swaying i mean he tells if you could put the camera just on paul and watch that it is a master class in managing this dude is amazing at what he does he he believable stuff too like you know if um say somebody's coming out to to jump roman or something's gonna happen or i or specifically i'm thinking of scenes with brock because you know it, yeah. it, that's the most recent thing i can think of but like you can hear him screaming brock brock and he's trying to tell him you know behind you, you know he's he, logical stuff he's not pretending he didn't see it till the last minute he's not he he has this a, a great energy about him the believable character and work that just makes the whole thing fit together beautifully and when roman goes ballistic yeah uh he is incredible at selling like it's even making him uncomfortable well it was the uh the hell in the cell match where he, yes. you know, he's beating the crap out of jay uso and, he, and he's like telling paul's like oh man you know just paul's and- trying paul's begging him to, to just end it already and yeah. i think roman at one point looked across the cage at him and said shut the hell up and he was like, he he's gonna learn, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And Paul just sits there with his head, he like hanging onto the gate with his head against it, like looking dejected and like like it's gone too far for even him, you know? And I'm like, that's that's so good. It just gets across how evil Roman Reigns is. Um, and again, Roman is be- working beautifully in that role. Drew is a fantastic fighting baby face. Man. Just I mean, what a great match. This this yeah. so so good. So good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably one of the probably the best main event. I think, other than I think we had uh, Edge and Orton's uh, greatest match of all time. Like it's it's on that level, even probably even higher than. I that. would say maybe even a little higher, yeah, because they didn't yeah. get reshoots. <laughs> that, 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 that's that's true. That's true. And yes, Paul can sell ice uh, to Eskimos. Thanks, you're, dude. Like, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. But he, um, but, he, but that is a guy that you know watch his class. You know, it's, he's like he's a class. You know, of, of you watch him, and he's just going to teach you all mm-hmm. this stuff that you need to do that is such a lost art in wrestling. Um, you go back to the guys like, you know, Bobby, the brain and, and, and uh, Jim Cornette mm-hmm. and these guys who were just great managers who said a lot, or even like Jimmy Hart, um, just all that stuff worked. Which by the way, you mentioned like uh, Brock or uh, Lesnar or uh, Heyman yelling. I was thinking WrestleMania 30 when, yeah. uh, when Brock pins taker and just that reaction. Cause it just seems so legit. E- oh, even deal. yes, even Paul's reaction seemed legitimate. Even though Paul was in on the thing, yeah. Paul seemed legitimately shocked by what just happened. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I used to, I, I used to gripe about um, Lana as a manager uh, when she was managing uh, Rusev, right back in the yeah. day. 
because she didn't do much. She stood there and smiled, and every once in a while she'd go. And like that, that would be about it. And every once in a while she'd stomp her foot and get angry. But she was never active at the side of the ring. Like she wasn't telling the story. She wasn't. And I was like, oh, man, I I, I miss old school managers who really sold the match. And yeah. Paul is so that I I wish they would do a class for people and teach people how to like they've got to have wrestlers that they just don't see much of a future in. You know what I mean? But maybe they can talk. Maybe they can. They need to be spending some time with Paul Heyman learning the art of the manager. You know, because they they could learn so much from him while he's still there. It, it, it is a lost art in the business. It's a shame because it's been like twenty years that there really hasn't been guys that have, that, have, that have been managers. I mean, you get MVP a little bit, and he's still he's a wrestling manager, if you will. Um, you know, I thought Sami Zayn was going to go that route for a while when he first came back with uh, yeah. Shinsuke and Cesaro, but uh, but it it is a uh, it is a uh, lost art. Well, okay, Thomas is uh, Lana would slap people. But, uh, <laughs> yay yay <laughs> you know uh i mean jimmy mouth is south obviously he was great the megaphone yeah he was he was as annoying as he should have been um but yeah great card great yeah matches. i mean top to bottom even even the matches that were not great for me were still good like there was nothing there was nothing awful on the card yeah. uh I, I i i'm dude i know that it it won't be for the titles and whatnot i know this leaves people out of title matches but I don't care. I want to see Drew versus Roman again at, at WrestleMania in the main event. I, I, I maybe Miz cashes in, and then Drew moves off that program, and he goes, "I'm going to go to Main Deal or Elimination Chamber. I'm going to fight my way in. I'll, I'll fight somebody for a title." Right. I don't know something, dude, because I, 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 I want that match again. I want yeah. it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, if if more of these matches had just had storyline built to them that made me care about Survivor Series. I, I, the brand versus brand thing, I, I would have rated this much higher, but I don't even know. I'm not going to fail it or anything, it, but it's just, it, it, that took off a little bit for me just because right. it wasn't there. Well, we, we have more of the pay-per-view to talk about, uh, including, uh, 30 years of the gobbledygooker. So, um, because it happened to be 30 years survivor series and, um, and the, and the gobbly one was there winning the 24 uh, seven title from our truth. I've been losing it later on because he got distracted by bird seed. Because are we supposed to believe this is a real turkey or whatever it's supposed to be? I know you know you're not gonna say anything about it. But I, I did that on purpose because I knew that was gonna. <laughs> it it was more twenty four seven nonsense. I'm sh- I'm sure Vince McMahon sat back and went, "This is great." You know, he was he thought it was. I'm sure he loved it. Uh, I literally turned and looked at my girlfriend and said, "This makes me ashamed to be a wrestling fan." That, like, that was the, the silliness of the night. But thirty years, I don't, I don't care about thirty years of gobbledygooker. And let, okay. don't, don't lie to me. It was, it's not thirty years. He just was at that show and was at this show. It was not thirty whole years of gobbledygooker. Well, <laughs> but it's thirty years of somebody else. The Undertaker's farewell in the show. Then they get the video package. Well done, video package. Outstanding. I'm gonna need you to real quick. I'm gonna need you to um, ban Thomas Soros. <laughs> For saying that our truth is greater than Ric Flair for being a forty-five time twenty-four-seven champion, you, I, I realize we can't actually, but how dare you, sir? He how did. Put, he dare you. He did put an LOL in there. I don't. It doesn't matter. You don't speak that kind of blasphemy. Uh, in any event, um, what you're, we you're fine. About? Undertaker. Thomas. Undertaker. No, you're not fine, Thomas. <laughs> So, so uh, you, Undertaker. You, you, your package, uh, you got the uh, the Hall of Famers 
some coming out. Um, obviously, some people could be there. You know, Bret Hart's not going to be there. He's in Canada. Uh, I'm sure yeah. a lot of guys you didn't want to fly in. Maybe there were they there. There were probably people who couldn't get there. Who you know would have been nice to see T- uh, Austin there. Would have been nice to see The Rock there. But you know, yeah, understandably, not- there's reasons that people can't show up. Yeah, I did not expect the Godwins and uh, Savio Vega to show up. Um, I expected Savio. Um, Savio is part of the B, B uh, the BSK. Yeah, well, that's right. And so were the Godwins too. But I didn't realize that was like. And the uh, the Godwins, and I mean, it was God one of the Godwins, Phineas was Midian. Midian, yeah, Midian. So yeah. I mean, he worked with. I mean, so they had a history with him and whatnot. But they were definitely a little more of a surprise than some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that he didn't show up streaking. I, I yeah, I, I was. I thought it was weird. Like Shane McMahon's the first one to come out. I mean, and not that the order matters, but like Shane McMahon's. The yeah, first. that one kind of threw me off. I was like, why didn't he just come out at the same time as the other McMahon's? Like, I mean, like that would have made more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why? Because to me, like, if you're gonna pick somebody, and obviously Sean's gonna be last. Um, I should have been last, Michael's. Oh, um, oh, by the way, uh, to hell with whoever was in the production truck who piped in Shane O'Mac chance when Shane yeah. came out. Yeah. Get out of here, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Kane coming out made the last made sense. I mean, it could have been Shawn Michaels, but like it should have been mankind. Mick Foley should have been the first guy out, yeah, first or last. One of the two, I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah. Kane, Kane, I think it was a good one to come out at the end. He's he's yeah, he's there. I, Kane, I mean, nobody wants to see Kane in a suit. We got enough of corporate Kane years ago. I'm done with that. I don't need it no more. I'm okay. fine with Kane. I'm fine with Kane in the suit. I mean, he, and again, he's there. I mean, Taker was there in his outfit too. So, I mean, he might as well show up in his gimmick. Yeah. So we're at one last time. Cause it's probably Kane's last right. Yeah, too. It's, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah. So, so Taker comes out. Well, it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was cooking dinner. So I was like, uh, like food prepping. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna let that, you know, I'm going to watch it and let it go. And, I will yeah. say the the coolest thing about the entrance was like the the tells Tesla quotes or whatever it was that had the light the electricity that was playing yeah, yeah. his theme like that was re- that was really cool I enjoyed that a lot uh, and yes at the very end Taker gives a speech um, actually says the words it's time for me to let the Undertaker rest in peace yeah. um, which is a big deal that he actually said that out loud uh, and the then he does he does the knee you know drops the knee and and. The gesture, the thing you would always do with Paul Heyman and or Paul Heyman, Paul Bearer, and then there was a Paul Bearer hologram, which was which was a cool visual. Yeah, that I did not expect that. I thought that I didn't was either. Really cool, and, and how many like longtime fans? I didn't, but I know like reading comments elsewhere, like that. Oh, that, that, yeah. I got him, that got him in the feels. Yeah, no, me too, dude. I was. It made me feel when I heard his voice. Oh yes, and then you, you, the, you, but hearing the sound, you were like, you immediately click, oh, Paul, and then that thing pops up, and you're like. Oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. Finally, a good use of this hologram technology. <laughs> you know, I don't need to see a, a hologram Whitney Houston concert. I, this is this is a good use of hologram technology. Um, it fit and it was good. And it, we wonder why by the speech. I mean, I didn't expect a lot because he's never been a guy to like do a lot. And he's in character, if you will. Yeah, I think it was fine. I mean, no, I think I mean, I, what yeah, was he ever what was he ever going to say that was going to be you know, as Undertaker, what was he ever going to say that would have been any different? I mean, he he could have gone like But yeah. why? Yeah, I mean, that would yeah. So I mean, I think it was it was better the way he did it. He talks he talks about, you know, what it's meant to it or what it, how it's been being the Undertaker and uh everything he's done and ends it with it's time for me to finally let the Undertaker rest in peace. 
and he does the 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 I don't know what it was called the Undertaker pose. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the I think I I thought that was pretty perfect, and you know then he on his way out and his typical yeah. Undertaker stuff, and and that's it, man. He's rode off into the sunset, and I like it. Could have put him in a casket and rolled him out. Or no, uh, no, yeah. why? No, no, I'll not in it. Not in the middle of a pandemic, Dave. No, no, <laughs> wrong plan. You're the kind of guy who would book Muhammad Hassan to commit a terror attack dur- uh, during a, a bad time. Uh, no, not with that. Do not link me with that. That uh, was a. Come on, we we gotta be a little aware of what's going on around us. <laughs> uh, what what about um, you know Vince McMahon introducing the Undertaker? Um, and I, I don't want to like say because everybody gets old. Um, you know, I remember like Dusty before he died when when it was the feud. I think when the when the uh, Rhodes brothers were feuding mm-hmm. with each other, and he came out and you could just see Dusty and lost some weight, just looked different. Vince definitely looked uh, different here I, with the makeup and everything else. I know the guy's probably working 24 7. Well, he's know. old. Yeah, yeah, it, but he's... still working himself. But uh, you, you just, you know, you don't see him so often, but the yeah. voice isn't as strong as it was. Well, and that's the thing. We don't see him as much as we used to. So, like, when you see him all the time, it's easier to see the progression and it doesn't hit you as, as, as much. But yeah. when we go months and months and months without seeing the guy, and I mean, at this point, he's getting older fast, yeah, uh, and and it's catching up to him. And I, like you said, the work schedule ain't helping. Um, no, which is weird because he's not traveling; he's all there. But Vince being Vince, yeah. But I think that's actually worse in some ways. I think when he traveled, sometimes he had no choice but to uh, like not work. Um, but now, since he's there all the time, all he's going to do is work. Um, so I, I, I don't. I, he did look rough. Um, him actually give, but I think I think it was important to him to be the guy who came out and introduced. Oh, I, I, uh, absolutely. Thing. I mean, I mean that that was that was the guy that was, uh, you know, responsible for that. Is the he's, you know it was a sign of respect for him, uh, yeah. to, to to take her, which which was what meant the most. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and I'm, Taker's done. I mean, let's be honest. He, I mean, there was no angle. Thankfully, thankfully. I, mean, I kept waiting. I kept waiting. Yeah, yeah. Right we, up we, until we, I saw the logo in the corner and it went dark. I was like, okay, all right. No fiend, no uh no yeah. coming in to get tombstone or whatever. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, he, he's done. I mean, you know, because but I will say this though, earlier in the day, before Survivor series started, he did cameo videos. He did cameo videos, he did. He so did. yeah, so so the story if you haven't heard, uh, I think pretty much you know cameos where you pay celebrities to, to, to do a little thing for you, uh, maybe, maybe wish your girlfriend, your wife, or maybe your, your kid uh, happy, whatever. Um, people paid a thousand dollars or thirty of them for the Undertaker in character to do a cameo to talk about various things. Uh, my favorite one is all elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> I saw that. That was funny <laughs> because Undertaker's like all elite. Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, it was great because somebody took that and just cut out the all elite part, <laughs> and so they used it as this thing that went around on the internet. That was like, "Oh, Undertaker confirmed to be going to all elite wrestling," <laughs> and it's just that video of him going all elite. I mean, you, 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 you knew they were cracking up backstage. Of course, like, yeah. What the heck? I mean, they know what they're doing. You know, they knew what was going to happen with that. Um, uh, Sean, is Taker really done, or will he wrestle the Fiend next year in Saudi Arabia? I'm gonna. Here's the thing. If Vince McMahon calls, he'll probably do it. Because uh, did you watch the the one more round with Stone Cold Steve Austin? I've been planning on doing that tonight, actually. Okay. It's fantastic. Um, which, you know, not at all surprising. Most of them have been great, just not the Dean yeah. Ambrose one. Um, 
<laughs> Taker, Taker says that, you know, he, he's done. He's retired. And Austin was like, oh, you're, you're done? You're not, you're not going to do it no more? And he was like, you know, he goes, the old man picks up the phone and blah, blah. he goes, you're done? And he goes, well, I'm, he, he said, for me, hey, for me, I'm, I'm done. I'm, you know, that's it. And he was like, but you know, never say never. The old man picks up the phone and calls. You never, you know, it, you never know. But I mean, like that, and that's the thing is, I think Vince has the ability to pull him out like like they did with Shawn Michaels, like they did with, you know, I think they have the ability to get him to wrestle again. But I really, really, really hope that Vince doesn't do that. I think if it's up to Undertaker, he's done. Because on, on yeah. that interview with Austin, he said he does not have the itch to have to be a part of it anymore. Because uh, he, he's, he's come to the grips with the facts that he does not have the physical tools to do it like he used to anymore. Father time is undefeated. Yep. Everybody's got a bump card and his is full. Yeah. You, know, got, you got a yeah. certain, certain amount of, what is it? Certain, certain number of bumps on your bump card and his is full. Yeah. It's funny. Austin uh, did talk about, um, at one point, it was a funny line where he talks about Taker and he goes, you know, I thought I might outlast you at one point. He goes, and then you outlasted me by 20 years, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and he was like, uh, that, when, I, when I stopped and thought about that, I was like, holy crap. Because when he when Austin retired, Taker had already been around for a good long time. Yeah, you know, so it's just crazy that he lasted that much longer than him. Um, a run that I don't think will ever be equaled again. Like as far as just a, a, as far as a body of work, a career. Yeah, as this character, I don't think that will ever be done again. No, that, that, that's it's it's impossible. I mean, the, the injuries are just wanting to do it for this long and. Yeah, and I mean, even just—I mean, it's so—it's so unlike people to hang around places for that long anymore. Yeah, I mean, like if even if you're a company guy, I mean, John Cena—I don't remember when he debuted, but he's essentially done. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, oh three, oh four, whatever it was with uh, yeah. He says he says he's not done, but he's mostly done. I mean, you know, he's he's in his late stage Undertaker thing right now, where he shows up every once in a while. Well, he's, um, he's got he's got TV to do. He's got the new Wipeout show. You know. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, those are, but like those, but like those guys are lifers. Like him and 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 I mean Roman Reigns probably at this point and whatnot. Yeah. But all of these guys will tap out before they hit 30 years, most likely. I, I would say so. Yeah. You know. So and, and John Cena was a young dude when he started. He's in his 40s now. I mean, if he's like the Undertaker, he's got 10 more years. What are you doing, son? Keep going. But I think part of it too with that these guys, because you used to be the old time guys that you wrestled years ago, you Bruno wrestled for a long time, paid to right. The guys are making more money now. They're making yeah. a lot more money. Yeah. And they're probably, they probably know how to be smarter with their money. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody there, but just like, okay, you get paid this, you know, make sure you you do this with that money. Well, you know, we, I mean, let, let's be honest. We, we know that a lot of them aren't making that much money anymore, Dave, because uh, of not doing the house shows and not selling tickets and not sell. So there's that. And then also, uh, they're not allowed to have twitches. So, yeah, our only fans, Selena Vega. Yeah, yeah. Well, hers you... was not an adult one. Hers was just no. It was just like, it was her cosplay stuff in this that yeah. other thing. It was all revolving around that. And they they she just would not bend on this rule about them man them controlling all of your 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 stuff. And yeah. and so they got rid of her, which yeah. crappy, but it is what it is. So uh, I don't know. Oh, Sean DeGroff, I think he's trying to say that Cena could come back to challenge Roman. Yeah. Uh, he absolutely could. I don't know that he will. Uh, at this point, the big matches I see down the pipeline are uh, another Drew and Roman match and yeah. um, uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman at some point. And then uh, if they can pull it off, The Rock and Roman. 
Yeah, I think I think they want that when there's a crowd, and that that would be big. And that, that's oh, without like, a doubt, they want it when there's a crowd. What was Cena and The Rock? Um, you know, here, here's things that like because Rock got hurt last time fighting yeah. Cena. Um, yeah. These guys got to be careful. That's why Cena had the mm-hmm. kind of match he did at Mania, where he didn't really physically get involved, other than well, he, he had, yeah, yeah, he 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 had a lot <laughs> going on. And I mean, again, I think they were trying to find something different to do with the Fiend character because they didn't. Yeah. They were like, well, we're already doing this crazy thing with the Undertaker. Um, but it is what it is. But I mean, overall, okay. So, Survivor Series as a whole, good show. Um, Absolutely, uh, I enjoyed. It, yeah, I, I give it two thumbs up from the wrestling standpoint, from the storyline standpoint. Ish, yeah, I'll give it one. Thumb give up. it a one thumb up. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, my brain just went out on me. Well, uh, Survivor Series. Where would you? Yeah, rank? yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm waiting for you to rank it because we don't do thumbs, Dave. Uh, I know. Well, uh, I, I, I'm going to give it. This is. I'm going to give it like eight and three quarters because I really eight and three quarters. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll probably give it an eight. Okay. I think, it's, I think it was a solid show. It's a good show. Overall enjoyable. Had it had better like storyline stuff going into it, making Survivor Series actually matter, this show probably could have hit higher than that, but. It's it's speaking out at an eight for me. You, you had an awesome main event. You had a great yep. tag match. The women's singles match was outstanding. You had three solid matches. Yep. That that in some nights when we get one good match, and you had three good matches. And I mean, like not yeah. like oh yeah, you know, I started Dave Meltzer or whatever he does, but but they're definitely more in three. You know, they're, well, they weren't in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, how are they going to oh, be? That, you know? That's true. But well, they're going to be in Tropicana Field soon. They will be. I don't know if that counts as like the Tokyo Dome, but maybe get you an extra star. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, by the way, speaking of Undertaker, um, Friday, uh, I guess it'll be around seven is what we shoot for. For uh, that's the plan. An Undertaker career retrospective. So you guys watch and make sure, uh, make sure, make sure you join us for that. So we got a few things uh, set up for that. It's uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, it's a you know we're gonna take a look back at the career of the Undertaker and just. The you know some of our memories from his career and whatnot, and if you have anything you'd like to talk about, by all means, send it to us espr at fm99.com. If you'd like to uh, throw us your favorite memories of the Undertaker, your favorite matches, uh, your favorite promo, I mean anything, anything that jumps out to you as a wrestling fan with the Undertaker, what his career meant to you, you want to send that to us by all means, please do. We'd love to have that for uh, the show later this week. Yes, Dave. And your thoughts on the streak? Because I think you and I are gonna, I think, weigh in on. Uh... You know, whatever that's the right decision. Um, well, yeah, we probably will. I mean, it's, I mean, I'd assume because a lot of people, it, it still bothers them to this day. The yeah, yeah. Why? Well, look, look at look at it not bothering me. What? Watch me. Watch me. Like, over, here, like over, here, over here, just being fine, existing. No, no drama for me whatsoever with the streak oh. ending. In any event, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, like I said, we're going to talk about his career, and that would be part of it, Dave. Yeah, it would be part of it. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, again. Oh, and, and you know, if, if you want to talk about the streak specifically, make sure you tell us who you think should have broken it. If you think anybody should have broken it yeah, uh, and let us know what you think um, in any event, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Remember to find us on facebook.com slash ESPR 99 on the Twitter at ESPR 99. Uh, there is no pain in my eyes. You hush your mouth. <laughs> Sean DeGruff. Well, there might be, but it's not because of that. I'll tell you that. Because you uh, about three thirty this morning. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's that. Um, and uh, of course, uh, like I said, you can email us espr.fm99.com. Uh, make sure to find us on all your major podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling on all of them, 
and you go ahead and subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review. And, of course, the easiest thing I tell you about it each and every time, go to fm99.com and 1069thefox.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. It is that simple. Dave wants to say something else. Um, tomorrow, being Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for in wrestling this year? Well, who? What, what, are you, what are you most thankful in wrestling this year? That we have it. I mean, in this in this year specifically, that yeah. we still have televised wrestling. <laughs> Thomas, get some sleep. You need it about as much as Vince does. Brother, I need way more than Vince does. Vince, that dude thinks that sleeping like three hours a night is oversleep. I need more sleep than that. I Dude, that's a nap. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Um, um, and yeah. I, I, and I don't, yes, I agree with you because I'm thankful that we have as much wrestling as we're able to have right now with AEW yeah. doing their thing, NXT, I mean, three nights of wrestling a week. You want to throw in some ROH, which is still doing shows that nobody's mm-hmm. watching, but they're still doing it. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> try to uh, watch hey, if you want, if you want to throw an Impact, that's the. <laughs> I mean, you can. Even I've been watching a little bit of uh, Impact from time to time because they're doing this crazy <laughs> angle where somebody shot Johnny uh, Bravo, which is amazing. Um, I, it's it's. I'm going to be honest with you. It is trash, and I love it. Now the wrestling on there's still good, but that just that storyline is comedy trash, and it, yeah. it makes me laugh. I'm getting more out of that than I ever get out of the 24/7 title. Um, Sean DeGroff, thank you so much for uh, that that night, those nice words. Thomas, uh, he's thankful for the fake crowd chance, dude. I am. It makes it sound more real. Yeah, I, yeah. It makes it, it sound more legitimate because listen, just listening to the to it without any crowd was so hard. Like I, I was doing it, but it was not easy. So. In any event, all right, guys. Well, I'm going to go get some sleep. Dave is going to go watch uh, one last shot, ride, whatever it is, with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker on the WWE Network, which is... The Encore. Yes, yes. It's on the paid version of the WWE Network, by the way. So if you have to pay, if you want to watch it, just a heads How up. How much is it? I don't know. What is it now? $9.99. Is it still $9.99? I thought they, were, I thought they changed the tiers. I don't know. Nah, it's, it's on auto bill from my thing, so I have no idea. I, <laughs> I've i lost track. Somebody told me Netflix got raised up the other day, and I don't I <laughs> Sure, I probably did. I don't know at this yeah. point. I, I just know I need it. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. Have a great time. And uh, we want to see all you guys on Friday when we do the Undertaker Career Retrospective. Uh, until that time, just remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and... Repeat. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Get out. Out and out.